Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Thursday, May 4th edition of the Basement Academy. I appreciate the emails, a couple texts, um, and other conversations I have in person uh, with folks uh, around the last couple weeks, um, reflections on the Psalms, and so thank you for taking time uh, to listen, to watch, uh, but thank you also uh, when given some feedback um, for what you're hearing. So um, I enjoy these times and um, appreciate you, uh, whoever's uh, tuning in and, and watching and listening. I, I hope this is helpful for all of us. Well, I want to share another of my favorite psalms, a little long today. This is Psalm 94, and when you hear it, you're going to say, where's this a favorite? <laughs> what, well, you know, what's, what's good about this one? Um, it, there's some challenging language in it, but I think it's, very, it's a very important psalm for us to have in our praying repertoire and arsenal, as it were. And so Psalm 94. O Lord, the God who avenges, O God who avenges, shine forth. Rise up, O judge of the earth, pay back to the proud what they deserve. How long will the wicked, O Lord, how long will the wicked be jubilant? They pour out arrogant words. All the evildoers are full of boasting. They crush your people, O Lord, they oppress your inheritance. They slay the widow and the alien. They murder the fatherless. They say, the Lord does not see. The God of Jacob pays no heed. Take heed, you senseless ones among the people. You fools, when will you become wise? Does he who implanted the ear not hear? Does he who formed the eye not see? Does he who disciplines nations not punish? Does he who teaches man lack knowledge? The Lord knows the thoughts of man. He knows that they are futile. Blessed is the man you discipline, O Lord, the man you teach from your law. You grant him relief from days of trouble till a pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord will not reject his people. He will never forsake his inheritance. Judgment will again be founded on righteousness, and all the upright in heart will follow it. Who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will take a stand for me against evildoers? Unless the Lord had given me help, I would soon have dwelt in the silence of death. When I said, my foot is slipping, your love, O Lord, supported me. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. Can a corrupt throne be allied with you, one that brings on misery by its decrees? They band together against the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has become my fortress, and my God the rock in whom I take refuge." He will repay them for their sins and destroy them for their wickedness. The Lord our God will destroy them. Psalm 94. So there's some really strong language here. It just, it, I mean, out of the gate. O Lord, the God who avenges, O God who avenges, shine forth. 
And it ends with our God, how does it say? He will repay them for their sins, destroy them for their wickedness. The Lord our God will destroy them. So clearly the context is a sense of outrage, a sense of violation, a sense of injustice. This is one of those Psalms that has kind of upset as the context. We don't know the particular circumstance, situation. Was it an individual act? Was it a collective act? Was it something that the, the, the psalmist themselves, we don't, there's no indication who writes this psalm. There's no heading on it. So, so we're left perhaps to speculate, but more importantly, we're, we're left to embrace the psalm in our times of upset, in our times when we are we sense a violation of our sense of standard of decency, of righteousness, of right and wrong, of what is good and what should have happened in a situation and it's not happening. And so the psalm, I think, has some important application for us. And so we need to learn how to, how to pray this one. And so the, the desire for vengeance is something we, we always have to be aware of, alert to, attentive to in our own lives. When humans, when we sense we have been violated or a loved one or something we cherish, an ideal that we hold dear has been violated, um, you know, we're made in the image of God. And so we have this capacity for anger, for outrage, and this kind of interesting emotion of vengeance. I'm going to pay them back. That desire to pay back. And, and it's never, you know, an eye for an eye. We're going to pay them back exactly. We're going to exaggerate the claim. We're going to exaggerate the offense so that we can, you know, we are going to go eye for eye. We're just going to pay them back, but we're going to exaggerate so that our payback and, and sadly, we see this at work in our world, both between nations, between clans, you know, Hatfields and McCoys, and between individuals. So the, the politics of outrage, the politics of offense drive so much of what's going on in our society. And so what the psalm is doing, oh God who avenges, shine forth. So it's, it's, it's directing that emotional upset. I don't know exactly how you feel it. I know how I feel it, but my guess is it's similar. We're directing that emotion and we're praying it. And this is the key. This is why we pray the Psalms. It takes some of those darker emotions, those more powerful kind of blood red emotions, and we pray them. God, you have, you're the, the avenger, shine forth, do your thing. And so it's do something, God, fix what's wrong in the world, fix what's wrong in this situation. And so <clears throat> we, we do well to pray those emotions, do not act on them. That is, do not take vengeance into your own hands because it only complicates and compounds the, the problem. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. So we need to learn how to pray our anger, 
I've talked about this before in our uh, Rule of Prayer series, but this is another one of those psalms that, that uh, teaches us. Um, I think I'll talk about this another time, but, but I'll, I will mention it here. There's many psalms that, that, that get us to this point, right? That, that intersect with these kind of darker emotions. And so over time, you know, I, I, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years. And so early on, the, the early years, I was like, man, I kind of, you know, I feel a little guilty praying this psalm. I don't feel this way right now. And so what I learned to do, I, I, I look at these, I, I developed a little phrase or came up with a little phrase, the prayer of arrival and the prayer of removal. There are some, so, so usually in the context of some upset and, and the concern and the psalmist is crying out against some evil or wicked doer. While I don't have maybe enemies I've been in plenty of situations where I've been stuck, where I sense some opposition, I sense an obstacle to a goal or a dream or a hope that I have, either individually or as a pastor for the church, Greenwich or, or other churches. And so I had to, so I, I realized, oh, this, this is like a prayer of removal, remove the evildoer, remove the wicked, remove that person or those people, remove the obstacle, remove that which is blocking my sense of um, goodness in the world. You know, I, I want things to go well. I'm not able to achieve those on my own. God, do something about it. And so this psalm becomes one that I can pray the prayer of removal. Lord, remove that person, remove that situation remove that thing, that obstacle, that, that mindset, you know, so you can get kind of creative and imaginative. And then the prayer of arrival is some of the, some of the Psalms say, you know, send help from the sanctuary. So Lord, send people to Greenwich, send people to this situation, raise up the right person to give us insight into the situation. So anyway, I'll, I'll do this at another time, but this is one of those Psalms where this would be the prayer of removal. And, and, and the way I would complete that prayer of removal, Lord, remove this person, remove this obstacle by the means of your choosing and in the timing of your choosing. And until then, Lord, give me a sense of peace that you are at work. So I, I state what I want to happen, like the psalmist here, get rid of the evildoers, Lord. You know, you avenge, make it happen. So anyway, I just wanted to mention the prayer of arrival uh, and removal. In the midst of the upset, when we pray our upset and our anger, we're demonstrating a trust in God's sovereignty. God, you can handle this thing. And so the next, so, you know, the first phrase that, that, that caught my attention or catches my attention is, oh God who avenges. Then it, it goes to kind of a rhetorical set of questions. Verse eight, Take heed, you senseless ones among the people. You fools, when will you become wise? Does he who implanted the ear not hear? Does he who formed the eye not see? It's a rhetorical device here, right? And so the psalmist almost is now speaking here instead of speaking, you know, to God. And so this rhetorical manner... 
you think God doesn't know what's going on in that situation? So it's, it's, it's speaking to myself, right? <laughs> and the psalmist maybe is saying, don't be senseless here. We talked about this, right? Uh, you know, uh, Psalms, wor- uh, 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 worship keeps us grounded. Don't be senseless as we come to the house of the Lord for worship. We were talking about that the other day. And so we have to be reminded God knows what's going on. He who formed the ear, he heard that gossip that the people were talking about you. He who, who formed the eye, he, see, he sees exactly what's going on. And he sees with clarity. We only see partially. We see uh, through a, a glass uh, darkly, right? But God sees perfectly. And so this portion of the psalm reminds us in the midst of our upset, in the midst of our crying out for vengeance, God do something, praying for removal. God sees, God hears, God knows. Just relax. <laughs> And so this, this, this portion of the psalm can help me calm down. Oh yeah, God, you see perfectly what's going on. I don't. And so I can acknowledge my imperfect perception of the situation. Lord, I'm really frustrated by this situation. The thing that I heard that person said about me hurt my feelings. I'm upset about it. I'm frankly angry about it. But you know because you see, you hear. And so, you know, ha- have your way. And then it goes on, verse 12, blessed is the man you discipline, O Lord, the man you teach me law. So this can apply two ways. Lord, discipline that other person. Teach that other person. You know, they're doing wrong. Teach them and show them that they're doing wrong, that they've offended me, that they violated me, or you know, my, my, my sense of what I want to happen. So I think there's certainly that force to the psalmist prayer. But I believe we do well to turn it back on ourselves. Blessed is the man you discipline. Discipline me, O Lord. Teach me, O Lord. (laughs) And so, you know, the psalmist goes on and kind of implies maybe that's where, where he got to. You grant him relief from days of trouble till a pit is dug for the wicked. So Lord, use this situation to discipline me, to teach me, to train me. The, the root of the word discipline is disciple. Lord, disciple me, shape me, teach me, form me, mold me, um, strengthen my character through this difficult situation. So this calls to mind um, both the Proverbs and the book of Hebrews talks about uh, the Lord disciplines those whom he loves. Uh, The Proverbs elsewhere talks about we're to welcome discipline, to welcome correction. And so we have to consider sometimes that that though we may perceive outrage and, 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 and violation and we want vengeance, that there might be a deeper thing going on here that God has us in a situation to teach us, to get our attention, to train us, to train us to pray our anger rather than act on our anger, to trust him rather than ourselves. No, what we say, pray yesterday, no king is saved by the size of his army. So we want to take things into our own hands. We want to fix things uh, on our own. That is not how it works. God is the one who works all things uh, for the good of his people. So, so 
this little portion, blessed is the man you discipline, uh, you teach from your law, Lord, teach me. Give me ears to hear, give me eyes to see, give me a heart that understands your word more deeply. Help me to understand Jesus who suffered injustice, right? Jesus was falsely accused. Jesus was betrayed. Jesus was denied. Jesus was forsaken by his friends. Jesus experienced all manner of upset. Yet he did not call down the legions of angels to sick the wicked. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Teach me to forgive those who violate me. Teach me to endure patiently suffering and uh, in injustice and the like, okay? So, so this portion of Psalm uh, 94 calls me back to this narrow road of grace and truth and this road of following Jesus who told me to pick up my cross cross as an instrument of death to die to myself lord i'm upset and i want help me to die to that sense of violent violation and outrage and a sense that you are you're the avenger you know what what's right you'll bring justice in this situation and then um finally the the, the full verse here um uh, what is that? Verse uh, uh, 19. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. So that little section of the psalm, who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will take a stand for me against the evildoers? So the psalmist is now crying out, I'm, I'm alone in this situation. Somebody help me. Who's going to stand with me? Who's going to rise up? That's the prayer of arrival now. Lord, raise up that which is needed to bring about resolution. Unless the Lord had given me help. Ah, that's right. God is with me. God is my helper. And so when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. And so here we're invited to name and acknowledge our emotional upset. That anger sometimes is the secondary emotion. Fear is the primary. I'm afraid, and so I get angry. I, I feel um, insecurity. I feel, out, I feel like things are out of control. I don't know where this is going. I'm afraid of not being in control. Most of us are control freaks, right? I'm afraid of not being in control, and so I get angry. Anger is often that the violation, the outrage, the upset is often the secondary emotion. The primary is fear. And yeah, sure, when somebody's coming at you and attacking you, oh, you know, fear is there. And then we want to, you know, it's either fight, you know, fight or flight, right? And so, and so the psalmist here names the deeper emotion. I'm afraid. I'm anxious. I'm confused. I don't know where this thing is going, God. Uh, I, I feel at risk. I feel my loved ones are at risk. My, my livelihood, that which I have an interest in, feels like it's perishing. It's going away. That which I've worked for for so long is now, you know, under under threat. And so it's it's an invitation to place our trust in the Lord. Lean lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And so, so many scriptures, psalms and, and beyond the psalms 
Um, when we're anxious, we should pray. Cast all your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. Psalm 55. And so, and so let me invite you, whatever upset you're facing today or will face soon, right? It won't take long is my guess. Whether it be watching the evening news and you're upset at what's some national politics thing that's not going the way you want or a personal injury or affront or assault or something that's happened to you to, to violate you or a loved one. Pray it through. Use Psalm 94 to pray all that stuff. And, and, and I think you'll find that you're, you're less inclined to rant to others, to gossip. Bring it before the Lord uh, in prayer and, and see if you don't find some consolation, right? Now, now again, we might not have full relief. Um, uh, in the New Testament, uh, there's reference uh, around the birth of Jesus, the consolation of Israel. Jesus Christ becomes the consolation, the consoler of Israel. That which they cried out for for so long, uh, somebody to come stand up for them against these Gentiles who have overrun them and taken them away from or occupying the promised land. And so Messiah is the consoler, the consolation of Israel. And so when anxiety was great within me, your consolation, Jesus Christ, becomes the one who brought comfort and joy to the soul. And so friends, there's, a, there's more here, but, but these uh, are some of the reasons why Psalm 94 is one of my favorite psalms. Let's pray. And so Lord, for that which each of us faces today, we, we lift our voices. <laughs> and so remove that which is causing the upset. Send help <laughs> the arrival, the removal, and in our anxiety, in our upset, Lord, may your consolation, may the hope of Jesus Christ, the hope of heaven, the hope of full justice, the, full, the hope of peace uh, everlasting, may that bring some measure of consolation and, and joy to us uh, today. And so, Father, hear our prayer as we make it now in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, may God bless you. May God teach you. May God discipline you. May God hear your prayers and your cries. May God bring consolation and comfort and joy to your soul this day and forevermore. Amen.